Good morning and welcome. It's good to see so many of you out, especially during this time when the weather is rather dreary, but uh, it's great to see you. And uh, I'd like to bid a special welcome to those that uh, might be visitors and also to our radio and TV audience. Um, this is the Winter Bertoller Mennonite Church, May 1st Sunday morning worship service. And I hope that this morning service will be a blessing to all of you. So rejoice. That was a good uh, um, melody and song to bring this service to a start. And thank you for the prelude. Rejoice, we worship an awesome God. Our relationship with him is indeed like none other. As reference, I have chosen Savanya 3.17. The Lord, your God, is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. What a comfort. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you that you are our God. We have gathered here this morning to proclaim your greatness and worship you. Receive our praise in song, we pray. Open our hearts to your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Mark, would you come and serve us with song? Good morning. I've chosen some songs about who the Lord is to us and who we are in the Lord. Let's start with number 572, Savior Like a Shepherd Lead Us. And uh, let's stand to sing. And uh, if that, you need to sit after a while, that's just fine.
next song is number 577, When We Walk With The Lord, and we'll sing verses 1, 2, and 4. Our third song, we'll sing the next one, 578, and we'll sing verses 1, 2, and 3.
Thanks, Mark. That was lovely singing. We've got energy this morning. We've had a good rest during the rain. Let's take a quick look at the bulletin, and I would like to highlight some announcements. And there's a note of correction in the bulletin. There is no council meeting this coming Tuesday. And the Bible study on Wednesday, led by Pastor Victor, is completed for now and will resume in the fall. And continuing, our missionaries of the week are Don and Shar Epp. We should hold them in prayer. Uh, you might have noticed our pastors are not here this morning. They are serving in other uh, services. Pastor Dean is serving in the Birthfelt Mennonite Church, south of Plum Coulee. And Pastor Victor is serving here at the Bueller Active Living Center. But he will be back to lead the adult Sunday school class this morning. Now, regarding church planning... As a congregation, we are seeking the Lord's direction for the future of our church. We encourage you to take time to pray. You are invited to set aside time to come to the church during the coming week and to spend time alone in prayer here in the sanctuary. The sanctuary will be open for you to come between 8 and 5 p.m., Monday through Friday. There is also a suggestion box in the foyer to leave your comments. I encourage you to share your comments, and it is helpful if if they are framed in a positive tone. Please take note of the needs of the families from Ukraine that are due to arrive shortly. They also need your prayers. Uh, In our church family, persons with health needs in Boundary Trails are Tina Fair, Dorothy Giesbrecht, Henry Terp Thiessen, Marge Thiessen, Also, Carol Clausen was admitted recently. Let's remember them in our prayers. Expression of sympathy. Uh, Jacob Entz passed away Tuesday, April the 19th, at the Altona Memorial Health Center. He was a member of our congregation. A private graveside service will be held in Winnipeg at a later date. So please uh, note the other items in the bulletin. So bow with me, let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for your grace and unceasing love. Thank you that you are near and hear us when we bring our praises to you and when we bring our concerns before you. Today, we bring before you Marge Thiessen, 
Henry Thiessen, Dorothy Giesbrecht, Tina Fair, and Carol Clausen, who are in hospital. We pray that your nearness gives them comfort and that your healing hand be upon them. Comfort the family of Jacob Entz as they mourn his passing. Each one is precious in your sight. We think of those that experience hardships which has fallen upon them. Inspire them to reach out to your helping hand. Lord, you know their needs. You care for us. As this congregation reaches up to you for the plans you have in store for this church, we take comfort as you promised in 1 John 5, where it says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. Lord, you have a purpose for each one of us. Inspire us to listen as your Holy Spirit directs us. Lord, we hear the human cries coming out of the conflict in Ukraine. We pray for your intercession, that there might be peace brought to that land. As is found in Psalm 34, the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Lord, renew hope to the people that seek refuge and touch our hearts to reach out with a helping hand. Lord, you have brought before us Sathya and Amala to bring your message to us. Inspire us with the message and enrich our learning. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Would the ushers please come forward and receive the offering? And Esther Ann will serve us at the piano with music. And uh, following that, then Myron Dirksen will read the scripture passage, and it'll be followed uh, by Jack Fraze to introduce our guest speakers.
The scripture passage this morning is from John chapter 10, verses 1 through 18. It's the parable of Jesus as the good shepherd. I'll be reading from the NIV. John chapter 10, beginning at verse 1. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. The sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech. But the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. Good morning. Our guest speaker this morning is Satya Anamala, and he comes to us from Hyderabad, India, and he's got his brother Menno with him as well. Satya heads up Rural Compassion Ministry, and they are involved in evangelism, preaching the gospel and church planting, and training of pastors. They also operate a vegetable garden for widows to be involved in, and that helps meet some of their physical and food needs. Rural Compassion was formerly known as Bible Brethren Ministry and was started by Davidus Anamala, Satya's father, in 1994 in the village of Anthampita near Hyderabad, India. They presently serve five community churches in that region. His father got some of his training at the Bible school here in Winkler in the 1970s. Their motto would reflect 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. Welcome, Satya. Come minister God's word. Good morning. Yeah, It's just a wonderful privilege that I stand here. This morning, uh, 
Well, I just want to thank the Lord first. I am here because of Him. And uh, I, I came to Canada the first time in 2017. And uh, then the second time in 18. And then in 19, um, I, I used to go by the church. But, but this is the first time I've uh, come into the church and uh, I would like to um, sincerely thank uh, people involved, the pastors and the committee and everyone, and uh, especially Jack here, um, who has allowed me to come and share what the Lord is doing in, in India. So uh, before I get into the message, I would also like to share a few things about the ministry of rural compassion. So, as Jack has already introduced about the ministry, the reason that uh, um, our father started the ministry way back in 1994, because 80% of the Indian population, they live in the rural parts of India. And they have not heard the gospel even once in their life. And this was the burden on my father's heart in 1994. He was already a Bible teacher. He was taking care of the Mennonite Brethren churches. He already served the Lord for over 30 years by then. But uh, there was this calling from the Lord, you know, which also is uh, uh, found in the scripture portion that we already read. Other sheep I have which are not of this fold, to those also, Devadas, you need to go and preach the gospel. And wherever we went, um, it was the first time that they have heard the gospel. They knew something about Jesus Christ only after we went there. And by the grace of God, now we have five built churches and uh, over 150 to 200 believers worship in each center, in every church. And uh, we also have 40 worship centers. These are like small villages, the hamlets, and uh, where we have, we have started the pastors. We have eight pastors working with us and four evangelists. And these pastors would go on a, on a moped, uh, like it's 100cc bikes. It gives good mileage. Uh, uh, one liter of gas would take you around for 50 kilometers. So... And then they would go around these villages. Every pastor would take care of uh, five different centers. And uh, these are all ho uh, home churches, you know. And uh, one or two families are saved in those villages. And then, um, you know, the pastors would go and strengthen and also visit the people in the villages. Uh, when they are sick, they go and pray for them. When they are in some kind of you know, turmoil or trials, these pastors would go and pray for them. And uh, by the grace of God, uh, the ministry has been growing ever since. Um, and I, I just thank the Lord. So whenever I come to, to Canada, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I get motivated so much. Uh, I can say that because uh, uh, earlier, uh, before 2017, it, it would have been a great thing for us if we were able to train 300 pastors for the entire year. Uh, by the grace of God, now we have trained uh, over 6,000 pastors with the true gospel. 
I say true gospel because most of the churches back in India preach work salvation. You need to have works to be saved. If you don't have works, then you are not saved. So the Lord has put this on my heart that I should also train the pastors. And uh, the ministry of Bible Brethren started uh, near Hyderabad, um, close to uh, Hyderabad, like 80 kilometers from where we stay. But now the Lord has extended the ministry. Now we are into five provinces, including ours. Uh, so the 6,000 pastors that have been trained are from these five provinces. And uh, the Lord has also enabled few of them to go back and reach their own people, their own communities, their own churches. So even in India, like I just want to give a glimpse of what India is. Uh, here I, I see people speaking German, some speaking Russian, and uh, French, and Spanish, and English. But in India, if you look at, there are 300 languages that are spoken. And uh, 150 languages have script, and the rest uh, do not have script. They are just spoken. So India, in, with, with languages, with people, is so, so diverse. So we are like 1.4 billion and counting. I don't know how. Like, uh, our, our India is very small in terms of uh, um, the area. But in population, it's second in the world, as you all know. And 80% of uh, the population are Hindus. And then rest, it is divided among the Muslims, the Buddhists, the Christians. And there are so many religions in India as well. And uh, yeah, but the Lord has laid this on our heart that we should bring that sheep into this fold. And uh, we want to be obedient to his uh, call and, uh, and, and uh, listen to the Lord wherever it takes us. You know, we want to just go there and faithfully serve him. So when there are too many languages, people would know when we enter into their province, it's not easy for us. We look different. We speak differently. So uh, people just generally don't allow us to get in there. So what we do is we train pastors, and uh, we always have a local person when we have a meeting uh, schedule, a pastor's conference, you know, and they would arrange everything for us, and we go there, we have a translator. Uh, the translator gets trained by us before he, he translates for us, uh, especially in the, in the pandemic. Um, I, like, we trained over 300 pastors online, so... Uh, some of the pastors were also saying, I don't know how, what pandemic is for others, but it is good for us because we are able to know the word. And uh, um, like Monday to Saturday, uh, at least two hours of Bible study. And I, and I taught four different groups, and I just praise God for that. Oh, when I'm saying that we, we are doing, we are doing, doesn't mean to focus on us, but rather it is God you know, who is doing in and through us. We just want to give all glory to God because glory belongs to Jesus Christ alone. So that is just a brief report of uh, what we do and how the Lord is using us um, in India. And uh, my burden is not just for the five provinces. Like we have 29 provinces in India. Uh, 
the Lord has laid it on my heart that I should visit all the 29 provinces, but I don't know when. But one thing I can tell you that I am ready. Whenever it takes me, whenever God gives me opportunity, I am going. So kindly uphold us in, our, in your prayers um, that the gospel might be given to everyone, that they might hear the gospel at least once in their life. You know, so yeah, just want to thank you for this time. And uh, um, generally it happens like this in India. The introduction would take 15 minutes. And uh, I'm like even half an hour, you guys are so kind. But uh, I think I've, I've exhausted already 10 minutes of my time. So I would like to focus as to what the Lord has for us this morning. Uh, we already read from the scripture, John chapter 10, verses 1 to 18. And the three verses that I would like to focus. I would like to focus on verse 11. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. So this is a parable that we all know that Jesus is speaking. And then you have the Pharisees also there, the disciples. And we all know parables, generally people think, oh, these are just stories for us to easily understand. But when we really look at what parable is, in the 11th chapter of Matthew, where Jesus Christ himself explains, he says, parables are not easy to understand. And there were some parables where Jesus himself explained what he meant, and there are some parables where the disciples would go and ask him, Lord, you said this, but we did not understand. He says, they went to him privately, and they, and they wanted to know what that meant. So here we have the, the Pharisees who always wanted to see something uh, wrong in Jesus in what he says and accuse him. But here Jesus Christ is speaking in parables and they are not able to understand what he was trying to say. And uh, Jesus Christ, after they left, most of the times he would, he would give the explanation of the parable. So the parable is not... For, for people to understand the parable as a truth of the kingdom of God. The parable does not give us a doctrine, but it always supports the doctrine. So people who do not understand the gospel will never be able to understand what the parable is all about. You know, I, I heard a speaker speak one day in India. It was about the lost, lost son. And we know the father had two sons, and uh, the older one was with the father. The younger one, you know, took all his property, went back, and he did all the merry, and then he lost everything. And all my life I thought, you know, the, the young son was the one who was lost. And I can identify myself with, with the, the younger son. But to my surprise that day, this speaker was speaking and he said, Oh, not the younger son, but the older son was lost. I was like, what? So the problem here is he did not understand the gospel. He was thinking all the way that this, the, the older one was lost, 
because he was not happy to see his brother coming back. So he thought the older one was lost. See, the problem is, like, parable explains only one truth. You can't get, uh, try to explain everything. You know, in the same way here, with this parable, which looks very easy, here Jesus Christ is giving his mission, why he came, the reason for him to come onto the face of the earth. Being God, he left all his glory for you and for me. He said, I am here to lay down, lay down my life for you. And then he says so wonderfully here, verse 11, I am a good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. We are what we are. We are going where we are going because of what Christ has done for us. This is the gospel. The gospel is Jesus Christ himself. The gospel is what Christ has done for us. Gospel is not what you and I have to do. Gospel is what Christ has done for us. It is finished. Everything is paid in full. When we come to Christ, the only thing that you and I need to understand is it is done. There is no need for you and me to do something. And, and the word is very clear. And the word is very clear. You know, when we read Romans eleven six, 6, it says, If it is by grace, then it is not by works. If it is works, then grace wouldn't be grace. So either come to God with your own works or come to God through Jesus Christ. And, and Jesus Christ says, I have done everything for you. The wages of sin is death. And I have taken that, that death which was for you because we are sinners by birth and by choice. God took it upon himself. I laid my life for you. The wages of sin is death and I have taken it for you. You know, if, it, if you want to make it too, too, uh, if you want to make it personal, I said, I, I said this, Jesus died for me. When I say Jesus died for me, it makes me feel very special. It makes me feel, oh, how much my Lord loves me. And he did not only die for me, but he died on behalf of me, which is very important. Christ died on behalf of me because he wanted to give me abundance of life. Eternal life is possible only because of what Christ has done for us. By our works, you and I would never be justified. We see that in the second chapter of Galatians, the third chapter of Romans, verse 20, it says, By the works of the law, no flesh is justified in the sight of God. If you and I, you know, if you're trying to be justified by our works, God already gave a judgment where he says, by the works of the law, 
no flesh is justified in the sight of god so then what's the way there is only one way that is jesus christ that's why he said i am the way the truth and the life jesus christ himself is the life and also the source of life jesus christ is light and the source of light jesus christ is truth and the source of truth you and i believe in this world but we don't belong to this world you and i are separated you and i are sanctified we are set apart from the world and the word says you are in this world but don't let the world come into you you know the world always looks at works oh you don't get anything for free you have to do something you have to do something to get something but the word is very clear it says you have to do nothing just believe on the lord jesus christ he is the good shepherd he is he laid his life for you and for me and then verse 9 i would like to see i am the door if anyone enters by me he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture you and i we have entered through the gate we have entered through jesus christ you know back in india people don't know the true gospel they are unsure where they are going they really don't know if you question them they are like are you are you going to heaven they say yes if you, if you ask them are you sure you are going to heaven they are like okay i'm like i'm trying i'm trying to be good they say they are saved by grace but they really don't believe that they are saved by grace but here in the ninth verse it says i am the door see my confidence is not in my works my confidence is in jesus christ my confidence is in what christ has done when we when we speak about confidence i i always remember apostle paul paul said well if i have to boast i'm of the tribe of benjamin circumcised on the eighth day oh he knows the old testament cover to cover studied under gamaliel and then he says it's of it's of no use you know if somebody has to had to boast about the good paul had the the human good but he says it's of no use so again it is only jesus christ and through him you and i are justified and the wonderful thing i really like and back in india i would like to complete this but if if that person passes away and they would stand at the funeral and and, and comfort the family saying oh no problem you will see them in heaven one day they say all good things but they don't believe it when that person is alive he is not sure where he is going 
because his confidence is, is, is in his own works. But, dear church, this morning, confidence in Jesus Christ gives us the power, you know, enables us to understand where we are going. If Christ is coming now, I say, praise the Lord. I'll be with, with him in heaven. If I have to go, I'm, I'm ready because I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Not that I'm good. I'm not good. Nobody is good. In the seventh chapter of Matthew, God said, you being evil, you give good things to your children. God never says you are good. But people want to call themselves good. Without Christ, no one is good. But with Christ, we are all righteous. We are no more sinners. And the wonderful thing that I really like here in, in the ninth verse, it says, I am the door, if anyone enters by me, he will be saved. You and I, sitting here, we are saved. Can I get an amen? Amen. I don't know if I should be doing this or not. Amen, yes. We are all saved by the grace of God. We don't depend on our works. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and he will go in and out and find pastures. Going in and out means there is no leash on you. There is no leash on me. You are set free. Wow, what a feeling. What a feeling. To be set free in this world is something. To be set free in heaven is something else. If we can comprehend that God has set us free, which means, wow, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Whatever you and I do is just the response of what we have received. We can do anything. If I am willing to lay down my life for the mission of Christ, it is nothing. It is nothing compared to what Christ has done for me. Carry your cross daily. When we depend on our works, it's so difficult. But when we understand what Christ has already done for us, it's so easy because we know He's our provider. He is going to take care of us. He has kept us till now. He is going to keep us forever. What a, what a joy. That's why the joy of the Lord is my strength. Even in weakness, even in sickness, even in a old age, when you have a job, when you don't have job, you can still rejoice and say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Because our confidence is not in us. Our confidence is in our creator. So this is what Christ has done. If somebody says, oh, you guys do so much. No, 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 we don't do anything. It is the Lord who does everything. We just give the gospel. I am a vessel in his hands. I just want to give the gospel. 
I want to be obedient to him. I want people to see Christ in me. Just as uh, you know, when Christ was on the face of the earth, they could see God's love in him. I want to be that vessel. You know. And I have found this love from, from Canada, from all of you. You know, sometimes I think, I'm like, Lord, how can they be so loving? It's difficult for me to comprehend. But when I look at Christ, I know, yes, they love me because they are being loved by God so much. So it's all based on what Christ has done for us. If I'm standing here and preaching from India, oh my goodness, it's because of Christ. You see me that I'm an extended member of the body of Christ. And you want to know what's going on in India. I've read the bulletin. We want to know what's going on in Ukraine with our people there. With the children of God, we want to know what's happening all around the world. Because we are connected through Christ. We are one body in Christ. We will not say, if something happens to my leg, I would say, oh, forget it. It's just a leg, not me. No, we can't say that. We are members of the same body. If my little toe gets hurt, my whole body feels the pain. It is like that. This can only be possible when you and I understand what we are in Christ. And so wonderfully God says, you can go in and out. The same, you know, uh, wordings we, see, we can see in the one, uh, Psalm 121. You're going out and coming in. I think in Deuteronomy 34 also, I think you have the same wording. Going out and coming in. You're free. God is going to take care of you. It gives me such great assurance that I am so safe and secured in Christ. Nobody can take me out of his hand. I am safe in my father's hands. And there is no one greater than the father. What an, what an assurance. What security. We see, wow, I just want to thank the Lord for what he is doing in our lives. And finally, with this, I close. Verse 16. Another sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they must hear my voice, and they will be one flock and one shepherd. And this is what rural compassion is doing back in India. We want to bring in the sheep. We want to bring in the sheep. The other sheep that Christ has also died for, laid his life for, shed his blood. Not just for us. Jesus Christ is a propitiation not only for us, but also for the world. 1 John chapter 2, verse 2 says that. He has laid his life, he has paid in full, not only for us, but for the entire world. If you want to hear the heartbeat of Jesus Christ, gospel, bringing someone to Christ, is the heartbeat of Jesus Christ.
I want to know. I want to know him. I want to know him. If you really want to know him, the, listen to his heartbeat. He would say, other sheep, other sheep. I want to bring them in. I want to have one fold. I want to shepherd those who are lost. And there is still time, there is still way, and Jesus Christ is that way. So this morning, dear church, it's a challenge from, for, for each one of us. Age doesn't matter. No. Never say, oh, I'm like, oh, everything is gone. Like, no, God can still use you. If you and I are obedient to him and say, Lord, I want to be used by you. I want to give gospel to someone. He would send people to you and then, you know, prepare their hearts so that you could give them the gospel. And for me, every born-again believer is an evangelist. It is a work of every born-again believer to bring someone to Christ. And that is a challenge I want to pose to each one of us today, this morning. We are all evangelists. And God wants you and me to bring in the sheep so that we can all be together under one shepherd, Jesus Christ. Your workplace is your mission field. Your home is your mission field. And there are people that I spoke to, the children, they have not yet known the gospel. The grandchildren, away from the Lord. And they are praying, praying for them that they might know the Savior. That is your mission field. It, it begins at home for me. It begins at home. What if I bring everyone to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and my family is lost? That's really a very bad situation to be in. Wherever we are, that is our mission field. The gospel, Jesus Christ, is the mission. Every born-again believer, God has given this mission to take it forward in the world. So, Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd, is our Savior. We are safe and secure eternally in Jesus Christ because of what Christ has done for us. And finally, to bring in the sheep which are not of this fold. May the Lord add his blessings to the word that has gone into our hearing. And may we be challenged to bring many to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Thank you. Brother Satya, thank you for that message. It is always good to hear preaching of the freedom we have in Christ. May the Lord bless your work and the work of the thousands of pastors who you've trained that they bring in a harvest of millions of people. Let us uh, sing number 592. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. We'll sing verses 1, 3, and 4. Let us stand up.
before i pray i should also acknowledge the singing this morning every hymn that was sung was aligned with the the message if you if you can just uh, recollect this is the working of the lord and we give glory to god alone let us all pray great god loving and living heavenly father we come to your presence lord uh, this morning thank you for the wonderful blessing of salvation that you have granted through your son jesus christ to each one of us lord and also the burden that we need to take this gospel forward that we might bring many to the saving knowledge of jesus christ we just want to thank you and praise you for the wonderful fellowship that we could have with one another by singing by our prayers and the message that has gone into our hearing also lord pray for all the requests that were made for the sick lord and the needs that your people have we ask you lord in your time according to your will in your mercy let everything be granted we ask you for the week's blessings on us as we move forward in our lives lord we know that you are our provider you are going to take care of us you hedge your angels around us we are encamped by our angels lord we just want to acknowledge that we want to thank you and praise you lord for everyone may their the desires of their hearts be fulfilled in your name we want to thank you once again in jesus name i pray amen Now may the love of God the Father the grace of his son our Lord Jesus Christ and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit both rest and abide on all of us both now and forevermore Amen